all got grandmas, and they've all got stories. I'm Chloe Hung, and this is Stories from My Grandma. Join me each week as I sit down with a different grandchild to talk about their unique grandma. stories from my grandma. So today I have Nabil. Hi, Nabil. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Uh, and Nabil's going to talk to us about his maternal grandmother. So, Nabil, how about you introduce yourself first? Um, my name's Nabil, like Chloe said. Uh, I grew up in New Mexico. Uh, I know Chloe through grad school. We both go to Tisch. We're writers, supposedly. Supposedly. And hopefully. Um... And I mean, I haven't done much in my life. I've been in school all my life, basically. But you're a very good writer. You're a comedic writer, mostly. Yeah, And uh, you do TV writing. That's what you're aiming for. Yeah, I guess so now. Yeah. Cool. Well, what did you call your grandma? I called her Nanu. And that means grandma? Yeah, I guess. Oh, so in, um, like, Desi culture... You have different names, and so, like, everyone being, like, I mean, we do have, like, uncle, right? But you have, like, specific things. Like, so my mom's uncle would be, like, a mamu, and my dad's uncle would be, or my dad's brother would be, like, a checha. And so, I mean, that's not specific to anything, but there's, like, different names for things, yeah. And what is your grandmother's name? Uh, My grandmother's name was Nizot Khan. Is that her name from birth? Uh, she might have had the last, same last name as my grandfather. That's possible. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think your grandmother would think about what you're doing? I don't know. She might not be too happy. She might be a little embarrassed, to be honest. I think she'd be happy to talk about her own life. Um... <laughs> okay, let's talk about her life then. <laughs> okay, let's talk about her life. Uh, well, first, uh, what was your grandma like? Uh, she was a very loving grandmother. Uh, we, out of all of her grandchildren, we were the only ones who did not, like, live very close to her. Um, so I think she had, like, a special place in her heart for me and my brother. Um, and she would always get very excited when we came and was always wanting us to come every summer. We, we went to, she lived in London in, uh, an area called Morden. Uh, so we'd go there about every other summer during her life. Um, and yeah, she was very loving. She, she was religious. Um, a little, I think as a mother, from what I've heard, I think she was a little strict. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was a very, I think how I knew her was probably very different than how she was before I was born. Because, um, as I said before, we started, uh, when I was born, she, soon after she got very sick and, uh, had lupus okay well let's let's go back to her childhood where was she born uh she was born in hyderabad india or was that i think so i think so i might that's no no that's my grandfather sorry she was born in delhi okay okay. she was born in delhi um and do you know much about her childhood and how she grew up um 
Did she have siblings? No, she was an only child. Really? Um, yeah, which I think was very unusual for that time. Yeah. Uh, I think, she, you know, she had, all her cousins had very big families. Um, her mother passed away when she was, I think, 13 or 14, I don't know, something like that, in, in her early teens. Um, so I, I think she had a very close relationship with her father. Um because it was just the two of them for a very long time. Um, her, sorry, go ahead. Did he ever remarry? No, he didn't remarry. Oh, so it's just the two of them. Yeah. Um. So, her uncle, as I was talking before, he was in the state legislature, and um, when the negotiations for the partition between India and Pakistan was happening, uh, they would come to my grandmother's house because my great-grandmother was apparently like one of the best cooks <laughs> and so they'd come and do like negotiations there i mean i don't know too much about it but like uh the major figures like Nehru and jenna would come there and like they would talk cool well for our listeners who don't know very much about the separation of india and pakistan can you give us a a little crash course sure um a very uneducated um an academic crash course uh you know basically uh one point india um pakistan and bangladesh were all one country um which i guess the west would know as india uh, i think in india it's called hindustan more commonly uh, and the English came, wanted to colonize, and, you know, India was, I think, fairly peaceful for the most part then, um, but their strategy for colonization was to create dissent between Muslim and Hindu co- communities, um, so that was successful, <laughs> um, and by the time the British were ready to get out after World War II, um, Muslims wanted their own country, so they demanded the creation of Pakistan, and that's how partition happened. Uh, Bangladesh was East Pakistan at first before eventually becoming its own country because there's a country in the middle of those two. It didn't really make sense for them to be one country. Okay, and the the two major figures? Uh, yeah, so Nehru, who was, um, I guess, prime minister, I don't, maybe president, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that politically savvy. Um, was uh, head of India. Um, he was very well respected. Um, you know, you, you hear Nehru jackets, that was what he wore. Um, and then Jinnah, who was the founder of Pakistan. And they would meet at your... Supposedly. <laughs> at, my, at my grandmother's house, yes. Um, how old was she? I think she was 13, around 13-ish. Wow. Um, so, the great thing is that, because she would tell us, story. I, I recorded, I interviewed her about how her move from in from Delhi to Pakistan, because it's a great story about what happened. Um, so I interviewed her when I was probably like 16 about mm-hmm. it. I still have the tape recorded, and my mom actually asked me this summer to find a way to put it digitally, so the other cousins because you know some of them don't remember her mm-hmm. i have one cousin who's like four who didn't meet her ever oh, wow. um you should do that yeah i need to do that um so i have to listen to that but the story of their migration from india to pakistan was pretty fascinating because she was on i think the first train out of india because you know her family was mm-hmm. upper middle class um so but their train was attacked Oh. Um, 
and so the basic thing that happened was like um how there's like only one soldier or something on the train or like maybe a couple and they were being attacked by like indian militants so what the soldiers on the train would do because they would just run up and down the carts and shoot to make the attackers think there were like a ton of soldiers on the train and so that eventually like scared them off and then they just like left i don't know oh my goodness yeah that's intense yeah how old was she then i, I think also the same. yeah yeah hmm. interesting yeah and uh, so did she ever talk about what that was like moving um yeah i think she had a she enjoyed her childhood a lot um she did not return to india until about maybe 2004 um she missed it a lot and the reason she was able because it's very difficult for pakistanis to go i think it's a little better now but it's very difficult for pakistanis to go to india to get a visa just because there's so much tension between the two countries um but my uncle got a job there he worked he worked for hsbc and they were opening up a bank where my grandfather grew up um so my uncle convinced her to come um this was after my grandfather had passed um and so she went and visited them in hyderabad and then they went to delhi and stuff i think but she got pretty sick during that trip um, that was one of the few trips she took after she got sick and one of the few trips back to india that was it that was the only trip back to india that oh she ever wow did. yeah she she went back to Pakistan after because that after she married my grandfather they moved to London. Mm-hmm. I mean, and eventually they moved back for, to Pakistan for a few years, but then they um, moved back to London. And she'd go occasionally to Pakistan to visit relatives, and my aunt and uncle both got or no, just my uncle got married in Pakistan. Okay. So she went for the wedding there. So when she moved to Pakistan. Um... She was like 14, 13, 14. Yeah, did maybe she... 16, yeah, I don't know. What did she do when she was there? Did she go to school? Yeah, yeah, she was educated. Uh, I think she went to college. Oh, wow. Uh, In Pakistan? Yeah, I assume so, yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been... If she went to college, it was in Pakistan. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I think she might have studied literature. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. So she was very well-read. An educated woman. I think so, yeah. I mean, how I knew her was very was when she was older and sicker. Um, like, one interesting thing I didn't know for years that my mom told me was, like, before she got sick, like, when my, my mom was growing up and her siblings, um, that she used to teach English to immigrants. Oh, interesting. Um, and she was, like, very active in, like, the community, like, in London and stuff, so... Um, I don't. It's hard to imagine her doing that one because I mean she was so sick by the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that like a woman who you knew as being old and sickly that she had this whole other life when she was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, she was a very social person. I think uh, she had quite a lot of friends. Um, yeah. So how did she meet your grandfather? Uh, it was an arranged marriage. Um, but luckily, they like generally loved each other, and that was very apparent. Um, That's nice. Yeah, I think. How my, did that? How did that work? The arranged marriage. Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like the families, like obviously knew each other. Like they brought, they know each other for 
centuries, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> not centuries, <laughs> but decades, you know, like, um, for generations. Um, so I think my grandmother was, maybe my grandmother didn't, didn't get, go to, I think she was like 20 or something when she got married. Okay. Um, so they moved to London. I think my grandfather was already there working. So they lived there for, I think, about four years before they had my uncle's oldest. And my mom came like a couple of years later. And what does your mom remember about growing up in London? Uh, I, I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I think at first, before they moved back to Pakistan, there weren't too many bases around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, my grandmother was very good about making them be active and stuff. And they'd like, I think she biked a lot. I don't I don't know, I might be wrong, but I think so. I, I know she jogged a lot. Oh, so. Oh, nice. She's yeah. a very active lady. Yeah. That's very cool. So, uh, what is your impression of your grandmother as a mother? As a mother? Uh, I think for my mom. So, my mom has three siblings, one older brother, one younger brother, and one younger sister who's the youngest. Um, so, for my mom, I think she was the one who fought, like, a lot of the battles. <laughs> uh, she was pretty strict for my mom. Um, like, my mom wanted to go to Oxford, um, mm-hmm. and my grandmother basically said, no, you have to stay in London and be near, and, like, live at home. Oh. Um, and so... Why was that, you think? It's just a cultural thing, you know. I, I think back then especially... Uh, you keep you keep the girls closer to home, and they're not. You know, it's eventually the cultural idea. I guess is eventually get them married, and like, I, I so less know. of an emphasis on. Um, I, I think education was important, <laughs> um, but I know my mom wasn't allowed to do like a go to grad school. Uh, I see. Yeah, and. I know my grandmother was pretty eager to have her married, um, and I mean, luckily my dad came around. Who I don't think was very much like the people that my grandmother was trying to set her up with. What kinds of people do you think she was trying to set her up with? Um, how, how can I put this? <laughs> um, I I think not very educated. I mean, I think. Educated in one way, but not necessarily like in, te- like, you know, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, but not actually be educated. You can have a very, mm. you can have good pedigree, but not actually be smart. You know, yes, you, you can have like money and stuff. You know, <laughs> interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was like lawyers, but I mean, I think obviously, you know, my grandmother would want someone good for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, both my grandparents. But I think it was not the idea that my mom had for herself. So your grandmother was more interested in giving your mom a comfortable life? I I think so. Um, Maybe. I don't know. And then along came your dad? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this isn't about my grandmother, but my my dad's sister-in-law was a 
related distantly to like a one of my mom's distant relatives who but but they were close both of them so i don't think they really knew each other but my um aunt had seen my mom before and so then my dad was visiting his brother in london and them and he's staying with them and they're like oh we're gonna go visit this family <laughs> we're gonna go have tea so i, I think um my dad caught on what was going on and my mom was used to having like random guys with family show up and be like, oh, like, meet this guy. <laughs> and so, luckily, um, it yeah, worked out. Right. Yeah, yeah. And your grandmother approved? Yeah, I think, um, so my grandmother was pretty religious. My dad is an atheist. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think that's why part of the, I think, I don't think my mom was really interested in marrying someone who, who was that religious. I see. Um, even though, um, yeah, so, I mean, my grandma, I don't think they ever spoke about it. I think my grandfather spoke to my dad about it a little bit, and he, he didn't really care. Anymore. He was a cool guy. <laughs> he just, like, laid back. And, well, if you're a good person, you're a good person. Um, but, yeah, I think my grandmother was okay with it because my dad's a good guy. He's a very caring guy. So then your mom moved? Your mom and dad moved? Yeah, my mom and dad moved. Um, I don't know what my grandmother's life was like. I mean, I'm sure the family dynamic changed, but I never asked anyone about that. Was she the Um, one who moved the furthest? My mom? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, now, after my grandfather died, um, my uncle moved to India, who I mentioned before, I think. and now he's in Qatar. Um, but my other uncle and my aunts both still live in London, have basically lived there all their life other than a few years in Pakistan with, when they were children. Cool. Well, um, how has she influenced you? Or has she? Uh, she has definitely influenced I, I mean, if you, I think if you know your grandmother, that they're definitely going to influence you for better or for worse, I think, for better for mine. Um, I mean, even though she passed away like eight years ago and now, maybe seven, eight, whatever, um, I still think about her every day. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I think she, in a way, she's kind of, <laughs> maybe because I didn't really grow up with religion, other through her and like a few other relatives mm-hmm. um like whenever i'm thinking of doing something bad i always think of her like being disappointing and being disappointing <laughs> which i mean i just might be because she's my grandmother rather than any other like characteristic mm-hmm. that's intrinsic of her that's um, nice that yeah kind of built-in conscious yeah and i mean I, I just try to think of the way my grandparents treated people like they were both very kind people. Like, I remember when my grandfather died, um, I, I wasn't able to go to the funeral just because it was so far away. Um, but hearing that, like, the postman came at, the day after he died to her, their house and was crying. Oh, wow. Um, so they were both, like, I, they were people that had, like, an effect on other people. Very involved in the community? Uh, I mean, not in a way, like, where they're like community organizers or anything or going like no, but... city council but I think you know they they were like they are probably like I'm not a very social person at all I think they were probably very social people like they they like engaged with the other people they lived 
Yeah, I mean, there were people that when you talked to, you knew they were listening. They, you know, mm-hmm. there was never, like, they were never, I mean, maybe because I was their, like, grandchild, and, like, I was, like, you know, especially paid attention to, but it wasn't ever, like, you know, they're half listening or something. Mm-hmm. What do you admire about her? Oh, what do I admire about her? I, I mean, I think she was, obviously, like, her illness had a great impact on her life, because you you know, she, like I said, she was a very social person from what I understand. And she still was after she got sick. But, I mean, she was basically confined to her house after, for the most part. Um, so I think she was very resilient and strong. And um, she didn't complain too much. I mean, she, you know, um, her, like, things like her diet had obviously changed. And she can't really, like, cook anymore. Um... But she didn't complain, and um, she was always she tried to make the best out of everything. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think her, if you could characterize her legacy, and do you see that in your family? Her, oh man, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask? Did you send that to me? Um, Probably not. What's her legacy? You know, I. I, I don't know. I think it's one of the things that they always emphasize that probably my generation, my family is not very good is like how close family needs to be. Like in, not just like, you know, your siblings and your parents, but like cousins and uncles and aunts. And maybe that's partly because I don't live near any family, mm-hmm. um, but I probably don't do enough to always engage with my family, unfortunately. Um, Do you see your grandmother in your mom? You mean physically? Well, physically or just the way she acts or the way she is as a mother? I mean, I I can see, like, little things, like, okay. So, like, the year before I started grad school and I was, like, living at home, like, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to (laughs) do. So I... I went out with my dad to, like, the butcher shop, and I forgot we were going to cook something, and it required, like, mustard or something. And so I bought a Jack Daniels brand of mustard, because that was the only one that they had, and I didn't think about it. And then my mom got really upset, because it's Jack Daniels, Mm -hmm. because, you know, in Islam, even though we're not really religious and... Um, you know, as alcohol, and I was like, yeah. "Well, that it's it's not actual. It's been cooked. Like, it's not gonna make us drunk." But and she like she just kind of didn't say anything else. And then like later she said, "You know, like I got upset because my parents. I know my parents wouldn't like that, and that's why I don't really want it in our house." And so I, I ended up, I think, giving it to a friend because I couldn't re- obviously return it because <laughs> um, I think I'd opened it at that point. Um, so I just gave it to a buddy. So she's, or I guess you were sort of like her in that sense, where, uh, when you're about to do something not so great, that you think about your grandmother, the way that she uh, thinks about her parents? I guess, maybe. <laughs> um, but I also think, you know, there, there's always that lasting impact, you know, you always feel like they're kind of with you, um like often when we're all together we'll talk about like how we wish they were there i mean obviously i guess that happens probably in any family that's close but like especially because two one of my cousins was born after soon after my grandfather died and then my youngest cousin who's four she was born like 
soon after my grandmother's like my aunt got pregnant like right after my grandmother died so we always talk about how much they would like love these kids and like how you know we wish they didn't miss out on them that's very sweet yeah well sounds like a very interesting and loving lady and thank you for talking to me about your grandmother thank you for having me on awesome this is nabil and chloe and this is stories from my grandma Thanks for listening to another episode of Stories from My Grandma. If you're enjoying this podcast so far, please leave a comment on the iTunes podcast page. You can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud to get the latest episode. And if you'd like to be interviewed about your awesome grandma, you can contact me on the Tumblr page, storiesfrommygrandma.tumblr.com. Next week, you'll hear about Kirsten Johnson's grandmother, Chastine Johnson, a mother of 12 and a source of love, strength, and incredible wisdom in her neighborhood of Metairie, Louisiana. You want to hear about her. Tune in next Thursday for this episode. I'm Chloe Hung, and this has been Stories from My Grandma. (music) 